Shumrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at the Incal Volumes 1 to 3, collect- oh, no, collecting a lot of issues <laughs> from the night. 19- Not collecting any issues. I don't know I don't what's know, going on. I don't know how to do this one. Um, of the 1981-1984 run of the famous French comic by Alejandro Jodorowsky and Jean Giron, or better known as Mobius. Oh, Benjamin, I think what you meant to say was Bienvenue, mon petit ami. <laughs> yes. Good good after good good after morning. Oh no, welcome. Yes, isn't it? yes, it's yeah, it's good yeah, after yeah, morning. It's, it's, uh welcome to our bloody weird ass bloody <laughs> podcast where we decided to take a look at a French comic this week. Now Benjamin, yes. we have decided to take a look at the Incal, the comic book The Incal. Yes. And you said, Michael, that's my name, Michael, get yourself the Incal. And I said, I'll get it, Ben. And then I got it, Ben. And then it has arrived in front of me, Benjamin. And I said, how in the holy hell am I supposed to read this whole thing? I could kill a man with this. Yes, Michael, I was a bit ambitious. I was a bit- Benjamin, it's more than 300 pages of graphic novel. It's a hefter. It's a hefter. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's because it spanned a couple of decades, Michael, at this point. Um, yes and it ran the entire uh, length of the 80s I think pretty much by the time it was but by the time the original run was done that's it and then we had uh, published was before before the Incal and the Black Incal came as well and it's just it's all very confusing Michael there's so much, Ben. It's it's funny, Ben, because I was confused. I said, Benjamin, what? You said to me, you said, Michael, that's my name, Michael. You said, read the Incal. And I said, Benjamin, what part of the Incal do you want me to read? And you said, in your hubris, the Incal. And I said, Benjamin, stop messing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a thousand pages. We do this podcast bi-weekly. I don't have that much time, Ben. What am I reading? So more specifically, Ben, this week... We read the Incal volumes one to three. We did indeed, Michael. And my yeah. hubris has made it so that we will have to do a two-parter for the first time in the history of collecting issues. It's going to be the first ever two-parter, Ben. So we read, and Benjamin, there's going to be a lot of cod French in this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we read L'Incal Noir. Very good. L'Incal Lumière. And Ce qui est un bain. Yeah, so the first two of those I can help you with. The first one is uh, Incal Black. Incal light (laughs) and then (laughs) the last one is something I don't know what lies beneath I think thank you very much Uh, Uh, rats Michael spoiler alert rats it's rats yeah it's rats rats. or um, Harrison Ford's dead wife or yeah or seminal 90s movie written by none other than Shields agent Coulson Yeah, yeah, Agents of Shields Coulson. What are we talking about? Why are we not talking about Uh, the Incal? Incal. So, So, Michael, this is is fair to say this is a bloody seminal work, Michael. Full of semen, Ben. Chocked to the brim with with bloody spunk. Um, And, yeah, it's a pretty pretty big deal. It's one of those comics that... I, I think it's a comic book artist's comic. It's a comic writer's comic. It's it's an in-industry comic in that sense, Michael. Yeah. If you work in the comic book industry and you haven't read this, you're some sort of social pariah. Get the hell out of here. And that's pretty bad news because most major comic book people are kind of already on that social pariah territory. So Ooh. if you really want to lean in, it's going to get messy. So this follows the... Uh, I suppose in, in volume one, Michael, it follows the adventures of John DeFool or John DeFool. Well, um, John DeFool. If you're from around the flats. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much poor El John's a a private eye, a gumshoe. He's a, a fool, yeah, a dick, and he's a bit of a donkey at the same time. Mm. And it's kind of a a classic private eye narrative for the first couple of pages, where oh, I took a job with a dame and I didn't trust the dame, and oh, it turns out the dame screwed me, and yeah. Uh, or it screwed a wolf. It really depends on who you ask. But it, it's a man with a wolf's head. It's a man with a wolf's head, Michael. So we're, his name explains it. His name is Wolfhead, Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah. Creativity was not necessary in the naming because the rest of it's batshit crazy. It's bloody bonkers, Ben. It's, I was reading this going, what is going on here? This is mad. Oh, it is the definition well, of a space opera, Michael. It's mental. It's mental. bonkers, Ben. Uh, yeah, so John DeFool takes a job um, and at first you think it's going to be the central conceit of the thing, but then we find out that it's actually just a little rambly story as to how we got way, way back there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little in media res start. Little, it doesn't really matter that he's a detective, does it, Ben? No, it doesn't matter in the slightest, Michael. So it's more to introduce us to the world and in many ways it's kind of a taster for how batshit crazy things will become um, mm. because there's a weird Cinderella story and the dame that he sent to escort to a really seedy nightclub, uh, turns out to be an old lady who's kind of fooling everybody with a hollow shield thingy. Uh, some sort of hologram. She was a sexy lady, Ben, but then she was an old lady. And it wasn't so good. And Wolfhead, the man who was about to mount that young lady, is like, oh, John the Fool, you tricked me. You changed my sexy young lover into an ancient old lover. Uh, Benjamin, I don't know how I feel about that. I've read this comic. Yes. I don't think he was about to. No, oh, I think he was. Yeah, he was Ben. I've seen it in graphic detail, yeah, we all have. and that is one of the first things Ben that tells you that we are not in American comics territory here. Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some titties. There's some nudity. Yeah, there's there's the word sluts thrown around yeah, like nobody's ju- business. Just gets lobbed around, doesn't it? <laughs> there's a couple of reasons. Obviously, one, it's a translation. Yes. Two, it's the eighties. Yeah. And everything was fine in the 80s. Three is French, so everyone in France is in the nude, is my understanding. And that's the entire country of France, Michael, and they actually have to CGI clothes on for news reports. Do you know that? Yes, I've heard that before, Mad. yes. Yeah. Um, Mad. That's, that's, uh, the Eiffel Tower is a kind of wireframe added for reference, so they can get the scale. Yeah, it's their reference point. Of the clothes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Um, that was a terrible joke. That's one of the worst jokes I've ever done. I just let <laughs> didn't you have know it. Do you know what? Didn't know where I was going. It's grand. It. You can have it, Benjamin. But also, this comic book doesn't seem to this. It's from the eighties, Ben. This comic book is older than me, which is impressive. Which is impressive, Ben, because it still feels fresh and modern. It does, doesn't it? It's very clean. Other than some of its, I mean, the artistry obviously is incredible. We'll get to that later. Yes. But other than some of its, um, some of its language and some of its morals are a little bit eighties, little dubious, but a little bit dubious. Um, but I mean, the 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 open use of drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, and prostitutes by the hero. <laughs> you, you wouldn't find that in a modern American comic, would you? Ben? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't see a casual use of a prostitute. Certainly not, Michael. Um, is she a robot prostitute? I never quite gathered she's that. A, yeah. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. a robot they're, prostitute. Uh, he goes to the dispensary and he assembles her from the, all the best bits. Yeah, because you can pay to have a robot prostitute assembled in front of you to your preference and liking. Yes, and she'll exactly. say she'll say a weird catchphrase like "coochie coochie." Coochie coochie. Um, and I'm not sure want. how I feel about that. Yeah, look, he's he's morally reprehensible at the beginning of this L L run, isn't he? He's he's just well, you see, is he? 
He's such a schlubby little everyman. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what it is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's not he's fair the to everyman. say that he's morally reprehensible. He's a schlubby li- little everyman who's been drawn into a story of galactic oddness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 60s space comics from France written all over it. It's clearly a, a love letter to those. We've spoken many times, Michael, about bloody Valerian and the city of the planets. The city of how many planets? Uh, city of five or so planets. And right. uh, Yeah, I mean... That came out in the 60s and this is obviously very heavily inspired or perhaps all comics from France talk about space operas and grand kind of designs and weird things. But it's pretty interesting. We get introduced to the MacGuffin, Michael, of the whole thing. Mm. And the MacGuffin of the whole thing is the uh, titular Inkel. Yeah, it's just a little glass pyramid. Yeah, but it also seems to be a sentient being slash AI slash construct thing. Slash some sort of sentience of a spaceship slash whatever you wanted to be. Yeah, slash whatever you needed to be, hence MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's the very definition of a MacGuffin, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm not going to say I always knew what was going on in that comic, because I didn't. There were occasions where I read it and I was like, I don't know why she's on a rat. I don't... Because she's the queen of the rats. I know, but I... <sighs> I don't get it. I just did. I was just like, I don't understand. I don't know where I'm going with this. She was the queen of the rats, Ben, but she was also in the nude, which I felt you'd probably like. I, I, did you know what? I was more into the queen of a muck. Was that not? Oh, no. They're sisters, they're, Ben. They're sisters. I was more into her sister. Mm. I was more into mm. her sister. The queen of a muck did it for me now. Um, yeah, you've been accused of that before. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Um, so anyway, Michael, there are three distinct phases <laughs> to these three distinct volumes. Number one is our introduction to the world, the Incal, um, and it's kind of the start of the big chase. Everybody wants the Incal. Mm. Okay, that's what they're after. Then we move on from that to the Techno... What do they call the Technoprat? Technotechnos. Technotechnos. And that's the... Techno, that's, techno, that's kind techno. of a... A void cult. I'm going to call them a void cult, Michael. They worship the darkness and they want to get rid of the light. Um, yeah, they're like uh, Malekith from Thor the Dark World. Yeah, I mean, I've heard less accurate comparisons. So yeah, that's solid. I like that. Um, and then... But more interesting. We move on to... Ble- <laughs> that's true. Um, we move on to bloody Ratsville, USA. Uh, under under the sea or under the, the earth, as the case may be. Yeah. And we get introduced to all that. There's some pretty interesting kind of critiques on religion throughout the whole thing. Like, Jodorowsky seems to be saying, you see that person that you think is perfect? Turns out, it's a dick. Uh, yeah, he's a dick. And he's going to go into a big killy robot thing and chase you. Because right, he's had enough. He's had enough. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a few different emperors, gods, uh, deities, heads of state that n- knock around. None of them very good, Michael. No, they're all useless. They're all useless. If they're not useless, then they're real dickbags. Yeah, so the Prez, who's the clone one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just turns out to be a vindictive, petty little, little tyrant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like any presidents we've had recently, is it? Well, Michal. <laughs> Can you imagine? Miggle D. Higgins. I would love to see Miggle D. Higgins in a battle suit crossing the stars yeah. in search of the Incal. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch that. I would love to see Miggle D. Higgins closed into a seven foot tall superhuman body. That would also be good. Well, hello, it? everybody. No, I'm here in my giant body and I just want everyone to listen to my poems. My giant, muscular, semi-feminine bod. 
Yes. Benjamin, I don't know if uh, that joke's going to travel internationally, so we should probably stop talking about Miggledy. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on from there, ladies and gentlemen, just just type in Irish president. That should sort that out for you. He's very small. He's very small. That's He's quite joke. a small man. If Miggledy Higgins would like to be on the podcast, there's always a seat for you, sir. You're more than welcome. We can do it, Os Um Yeah. It's a very high seat, so you'll be able to see the computer. <laughs> get us in so much trouble. Uh, wouldn't it be gas if that's the thing that gets us cancelled? <laughs> making fun of Miggledy. Oh, we could get a whole nation against us here, Ben. We can't make fun of Miggledy. We can't be making fun of Miggledy. Anyway, Michael, throughout those three different things, we're introduced to lots of different alien races. Some good, some bad. There's mutants, there's weird slug people, there's other weird things. And then... Now, Benjamin, yeah. I'm going to disagree with you there. We're introduced to exactly one alien race. Are we? Yes, there is one alien race in this. The Nerds. Nerds. And all the rest are humans or uh, human mutants or... Oh, you're right. You're right. Evolve humans or... You're right. Humans in some sort of weird cult. But there appear to be only one alien race, the Berg. You're right. And they're generally considered a myth. Yeah, because they've just... It's fake news, Michael, in the world of of Incal. Um, it is literally fake news because the news reports are always like, well, these guys trying to are trying to, you know, wipe us off the face of the universe. And everyone's like, well, you've got a few grainy satellite photos. Are they? Are they trying to wipe are us they off though, the face? They are, Ben. They very much they are. They very much are. What, one of the funny things about this is the whole story follows uh, John the Fool. Oh, Ben, I've just realized it's John the Fool. What a clever naming convention. I mean, he nailed it. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. And I love this comic, by the way. So that's a little bit of light jibbing. Yeah, between that um, and Wolf what was I saying? I mean, masterwork. <laughs> it's on the nose. <laughs> but then some of them, like Anima Ben. Yeah. That's a psychology for you. Yeah, so she's she's life. Is, is that what it is? The, the kind of... Because she's one half of the Incal power. Like John the Fool ends up absorbing Incaldom as he goes along. Mm. And he kind of becomes one with the Incal, but then he's one of of two halves of the Incal. And when they're joined together, they've got got extra Incal powers. They've got more Incal, Ben. Everything in this is about some sort of duality, though, isn't it, Ben? It's about, um, you know, the the light and dark and the masculine and feminine. And it's all about that 80s... The, that Freudian stuff. Well, it's it's more young in this particular case, Michael. That's who I meant. Yeah, that's the, who I meant. It's the L Freudian apprentice and his archetypes that mm. pop up over and over again. You've got your shadow um, embodied by that cult. The uh, what, what's it called? The darkness abdomen that Techno- they all have floating above their heads. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, the abdomen. <laughs> the abdomen. Yeah. They have uh, floating balls of void hanging above their heads. Um, yeah, and they want to. What are the things called? Darkness eggs. Da- I thought it was cooler. It's something than that. abdomen. That's that's what it is. It's it's like darkness abdomen or void abdomen. I look it up. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But anyway, throughout all this, it's kind of a classic caper, Michael, where everybody wants the incal. Yeah, give us the incal. Give us the incal, and the incal's like, "Fuck that, John the Fool. It's you and me till the end, buddy. Ride or die, homies for life." And John the Fool is like, "Oh, I don't." know how I feel about that that might not be great I could get into a lot of trouble and then he's like well look it, sorry the incal is he in this particular case then the incal is like well look I'm going to cut you up into four little pieces Yeah, and then you're going to meet your inner self yeah like the film inside of you and then it, no that was a different it, film well it was a little bit like that in fairness um, and then inside out inside out 
Inside Out. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Inside Out. Inside of you is the stuff that you watch at the weekend. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, um, those are the four humours. It's a really interesting riff on the medieval concept of the four humours. So you have bile, phlegm, blood, and I can't remember the last one. Nuts. The other one. Anyway. Uh, nuts, yeah, nuts. Four different... Bile, phlegm, blood, and nuts. Um, the four different humours exhibit four different things. And um, for some reason, the Incal decides to expose John the Fool to all four parts of himself so that he may better know himself. Know thyself, mm. as the Bible would say, Michael. Um, and that's what he has to go through. And then he kind of submits John the Fool to a strange, cruel, and unusual punishment of any time he loses faith, one of those four elements will uh, manifest and kind of get in his way or give him a hard time. And it, it's pretty batshit, Michael. Like, There's some weird stuff going on there. Yeah, the, the different worlds are pretty interesting. So we get the Amok soldiers, who are kind of a cult of super soldiers. They're the rebels, basically. Yeah, they're, yeah. But are they good? I don't know if they're good. <laughs> yeah, there's, funnily enough, Ben, despite all of the duality in this and the like light and darkness and the dark egg and the light egg and the light in Callan, there's not a there's not a duality of pure good and pure evil. We don't have that here. Although you could argue that the kind of seven main characters by the end are definitely the goodies. Yeah, they're sound eggs all around. Yeah, they're all all good eggs. Even 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 Wolfhead, he's like, all right, fine, I'll be sound. He has his moment of repentment on the uh, transporter from Star Trek, where he's like, oh, please to... don't leave me behind, John the Fool. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I will. I won't. I'll, you can come with us. Wolfhead. Benjamin, what I like about this is while this story is going on, while they're having this adventure and going on this kind of mystical quest of self-discovery and personal self-realization, the the galaxy is literally in flames. Yeah, it's it's and the galaxy an awful is time. in flames almost in the background. Like the the Berg are invading the 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 galaxy and wrecking everything. Uh, the dark egg has been launched into space and they're destroying suns. Um, the galac- human galactic civilization with its weird gross emperor is falling. Like the, all of this is just the background to the story of John DeFool having his his journey of personal realization. John DeFool's romp in space now with psychotherapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of that going on. It's it's very enjoyable to read, Michael. It is Ben. It it which surprised me because I was strapping myself in for kind of a slog. I was like, oh, this is gonna. There's going to be a lot of stuff here that I'm going to have to slog my way. But very enjoyable from start to finish. And I think, Michael, that's largely achieved by the art. Go on. So I think everybody kind of gives Jodorowsky a lot of um, cred for this. But I don't think this thing exists or is half as successful as it is without Mobius. Um, If you don't know who Mobius is, I'll give you a second. Look it up on Google. But you've read this already, so you know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about, Ben, but do still anyway tell us very briefly about Mobius for people who are away from their internet connection. So Mobius is one of the first people uh, that kind of decided, do you know what? I'm not happy with the standard schlock comic book drawing style. I'm going to go off. I'm going to experiment like crazy. Probably do some acid somewhere in France. Have a great time. So yeah, off he yeah. went and he did that. Um, he signed up to one of the first uh, kind of alternative comic labels, which was Heavy Metal or heavy metal, uh, depending on who you ask. And they were really hardcore sci-fi stories, hard sci-fi um, in comic now book ben, form. Yes? 
Was that not metal hulant? Yeah. So, <laughs> so in the French, I didn't want to yeah. say because me- I don't know how to say French things. But because uh, Ben, heavy heavy metal is the Games Workshop uh, painting division. Oh, nuts! I think you've got. Yeah, I think you've I got did. the two things mixed I got them up. Mixed there. up. Never mind. Take right. that back. No, there was a hard sci-fi American reboot of Metal Hulant called Heavy Metal. Is that what it was called? I think so. Oh. I'm going to get this wrong No, look, now. don't worry about it. That don't worry matter. about it, Ben. Anyway, the listeners won't Michael care. We'll right. It's called Metal Hulant. Uh, and uh, it's all weird kind of out there things. And he's basically famous for just having a mastery of perspective, framing, minimalist design that looks just so lovely to look at. All his line weights are gorgeous. The colors are class. Nobody does character distinction like he does. Everybody's distinct. Everybody's a little bit different. Oh, it's just good, Michael. It's just good. It's wholesome art. Very, very good, Ben. And the 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 level of detail is mm, mm, delicious. Yeah. And what I love about it is it's so consistently good. Now, I mean, each one of these volumes is 50 pages. Yeah. And that's 50 pages spread over a year and a half to two years. So... There's more time behind these than an American comic. Yeah, that's the great thing about Bond Désigné. So you can take your time and you can really get down to the nitty gritties. So in the wide shots, for example, there are a lot of wide shots in this. Yeah. And it's really... Pictures in this, uh, it's it's a different, it's a really different style of comic book reading to get your head around with if you grew up with American superhero comics. Yeah. Because you're never in this going to get a full two page spread wasted on uh, Superman flying heroically in front of the sun. Not going to happen. Because in a full two page spread, you could tell a chapter of a book worth of story with with this artwork. And that's what Mobius does. He's like, fuck it. That's what I'm saying. Th- yeah. I'm going to blow your brain. There's no wasting time with splash panels or uh, spreads. It's all dense, yep. dense graphic storytelling. Consistently paced, consistently drawn, consistently rendered. Like, there's the scene I always think, or the, the one that really caught me, Michael, was when I realized the level of detail. There's the scene where John DeFool finally asks the Incal a question. It says, what and are Incal's you, Incal? like, you finally asked me a question, John DeFool, you big fool. You big fool. Um, well suited to that name, you tosser. Uh, and what happens is the shadows light, uh, kind of take over behind John DeFool and the little cross hatching, Michael, in those shadows. I was just looking at it going, oh, it's so minuscule. Oh, Christ. Oh, look <laughs> at it. And it's that but- level of detail consistently throughout. <laughs> I like the fact that, for example, when John is escaping on the president's car, he steals Prez's aero car. Yeah. And that whole escape on the president's aero car is told in so few panels. Because, for example, there's one really wide shot where he's in the car and we're seeing all of the various guards reacting to try and stop him. And it's all in one panel. Yep. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's the Where's Wally of comic book panels. They they all are. <laughs> but it, it happens consistently and it gives this wonderful tone of chaos to mm. a lot of what they're doing. And it works really well for this. There are several 
panels where absolute madness erupts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's usually John mm-hmm. DeFool going, fuck this, I'm out. Um, and trying to do a runner. And then you get this bizarre thing. But you feel it. You feel that kind of energy and chaos. And I think that's the thing that makes it so easy to read. Mobius is able to render whatever the story calls for. And you experience yeah, yeah, yeah. it without going, oh, I'm supposed to think this is fast-paced. Or, oh, I'm supposed to think this is uh, slow or yeah, isolated yeah. or something. Like and it just is. It's just like, oh. Oh, um, so good. Like there's there's one page, Michael, that's really good. It completely changes the tone of the story to that point. It's where the Meta Baron is wandering through the snow against the Berg. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's behind them and they're like, where'd he go? And then he just kills them. And it's this perfectly still Sergio Leone style page mm. in the middle of a chaotic thing where John DeFool is being sacrificed to avoid God. And it's it's oh, it's so interesting that he's able to consistently move between those paces and keep a good yep. story going. It's excellent art. Now he doesn't kill them, Ben. Just to be clear, oh, what does he do? He knocks them out with his emotional inhibitor. Oh, I'm useless because he does specifically say, "I don't have time for them to wake up and ask them what's going on." Oh, oh he uses an emotional look, inhibitor. Yeah, he gets them with the old emotional inhibitor. Benjamin, yes. What what do you think are the inspirations behind this? Oh, good God. How shall I shall I count the ways, Michael? Um, shall I count the many ways in which you've betrayed me? Yeah. So I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Michael, but Valerian and the City of Planets and sixties French comics in general. <laughs> um, now hold on, Ben. I'm going to interrupt you. Are you refusing to say a thousand planets as a bit, or <laughs> no, do, you just, just, do you genuinely just keep forgetting? I just keep forgetting. What do okay, I say? Valerian and the City of Planets. That's what we call it now. Valerian and the City of Planets. <laughs> I just keep forgetting. I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. No, that's fine. That's what we call it now. That's the new thing we do on the that's podcast. That's the new thing we do on the podcast. It's bloody Valerian and the City of Planets. Um, Good, yeah. <laughs> Valerian and the Village. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's been a huge influence on my good. I would say uh, Star Wars. Well, this is very close in time to Star Wars, but I don't think so, Ben, because famously, the huge inspiration behind this is June. No, it would have to be, wouldn't it? June. Well, I mean, it, it's it's do- this is a documented fact, Ben, because oh, as okay. you know, Jodorowsky was planning a June film. He was, and it never happened. And it never happened, Ben. And the storyboards for the June film ended up becoming this, essentially. Is that what happened? That's what this is. Yes. And it really does share a lot of... Um, well, it, what it shows is what Jodorowsky took from June. Which wasn't quite the message Frank Herbert was going for, I think. Well, I mean, it is up to us to interpret the art the art, the way we see fit. But obviously what he liked about June was this idea of humanity being out among the stars. Yes. And being so long, having so long left Earth that Earth basically doesn't exist anymore. And humanity being divided into these weird offshoots and cults and divisions. Like, okay, there is no techno-techno. Uh, this is a lot weirder than June. Yeah. This it, is it June, kind of, June taken to the extreme. It kind of takes the cores of things and just throws them to the wind. I mean, the, the techno-techno yeah. tribe are kind of like mentats. There's, I mean, there's a touch of the mentats about them, and then obviously yeah. the 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 empress being in this weird cocoon thing, you know, there's a touch of spice navigators about yeah. that. And then, I mean, you know, they at one point they called them like one of the characters called a meta baron. That's the whole baron thing from 
from bloody June. It's it's just yeah you yeah know. yeah. So I mean, there's real June blood in this. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? But it's not June. Like I couldn't say to you that if you like June, you will like this. Oh, I don't think you would, <laughs> because June is a lot more. Even Ben, the what are they called? The purple, the purple uh, guards of the emperor. They're the Sardaukar. Yeah, that's true. It's true. They are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot there. of June in this. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of June in this. There's a whole lot of June. Um, but June isn't about a schlobby everyman detective accidentally triggering the most powerful thing in the universe. I'd love to know who that's based on. I, I would, I, <laughs> because he's a very well realized character in that first volume. He's like, he has mm. a full personality. I know he's an everyman, but he's quite. Like, one of my favourite things is he's so worried about the contract that he's trying to figure out how to get Wolfhead to stop riding the the weird kind of dame, lady, granny creature. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And you can see it in his facial expressions. He's there going, oh, how do I get the, How do I end? I want my money. I want my 50 gabloons. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like I need my kublars. Just, I was going to put a hole in his ear. And... And yeah. then my favourite thing about it is that that hole in the ear stays for the rest of the run. It's just like he has this yeah, big it's a defining, defining characteristic. defining characteristic. At one point, the meta baron turns around and he's like, make your mind as empty as that hole in your ear. And Wolf is just like, yeah. fuck you, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you leave dick. it out. Um, but like, incredibly well realised. You your son. Yeah, what's his name? Solian? Saloon. Saloon. Um, it turns out that uh, meta baron was riding anima, mother of rats. Um, no, he wasn't, Ben. Oh, now I'm confused again. What? Have you read this, Ben? No, I missed it. <laughs> so, I just keep missing things. So, yeah, you have. So, Am- Amina, yeah. Anima, she took on the form of one of John DeFool's prostitutes, oh, Ben. Feck. And John DeFool turns out to be Saloon's bi- biological father. Get out of town. So, the whole thing was set in motion years ago, Ben. It's another one of those classic, you were always gonna twist around and it was you Aww, simple twist of fate look at that so Benjamin we're only halfway through it yeah yeah and we don't really know where it's going I'm gonna have to reread but it apparently I haven't read it nearly you're gonna have to reread it so you know what's going on in volumes uh, <laughs> four to six obviously yeah. but Benjamin based on what you've read so far what might people who've enjoyed this like oh goodness Michael um, watch anything by bloody uh What's that one third element? Who, who's that again? Luke Besson. Yeah, watch anything by Luke Besson. Um, fifth element. If fifth element. I'm going to call it the third um, element from now on. Um, yeah, yeah. The third element and Valerian and the planets. Um, yeah. Let, join me Join me next week, ladies and gentlemen, on Ben Loosely Remembers, my brand new podcast, where I just, <laughs> <laughs> just talk um, and hopefully get something right. If not, I'll buy you all a round of drinks. That's how the podcast Benjamin, works. Benjamin, if you... If you do remember, we originally pre- in- intended to call our podcast "Men Misremembering Things." Yeah, I would have so nailed that part. <laughs> you've done us a you've done us a good favor today, Benjamin. Yeah, uh, you know, of course, that the Fifth Element was sued by the editor of this comic. I did not. Yeah, and uh, Mobius betrayed him by helping work on the Fifth Element. <gasps> dun, but uh, dun, Bruce Willis's dun. character in the Fifth Element is very um, John DeFool. He's very John DeFool. Yeah. He's a, he's a schlubby everyman detective. And then um, Lilu is very anima or any of the other... Like the Inco. Slightly androgynous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Ben, that this that really, I feel, took influence from this is the TV show Lex. Have you ever seen the TV show Lex? We haven't, I haven't seen the TV show Lex, but Michael, luckily for me, there's a bloody episode coming up where we talk all about Lex. 
on our, our other podcast. Not this podcast, though, no. man. Our other podcast. Our other podcast. Lex Ben is about a janitor, um, a janitor called Stanley. Oh, yeah. Who accidentally comes across the most powerful weapon in the universe. Oops. And then is pursued by a motley crew of characters, both good and evil, trying to wrest control of that device from well, it. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? Well, it's weird, Ben. And like, this is weird. Yeah, good and weird. That's fine. Yeah, it, it's good and weird. And I think if you like that, if you like this, you'll like that. But I haven't seen it in 15 years, so I could be wrong. You, you could be wrong, but probably not because you're pretty good at stuff like wrong. that. Um, you know, I mean, check out 2000 AD as well. If you're a fan, you know what I mean? Judge Dredd has some vibes of this going on in it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This has big Guardians. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy has big Incal vibes for me now. I think a lot of it is, is pretty interesting. Invincible, once you get to the space epic kind of end Just of things. Always, always recommend Invincible. But they're, they're all a lot more standard. They all make a lot more sense. Yes, but I think heavily inspired. I don't, like, for, for Ryan Otley who's the artist of mm-hmm. Invincible, I don't think anyone could say that his ship design isn't directly based on Mobius. Yeah, yeah, Mobius. Like the, Mobius is very good, isn't he? He's very good, Michael. A comic book artist, comic book artist, if you will. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, there's loads of things. It's been a very influential comic, Michael, I think. But only aspects of it for different projects. Because I don't think anybody could take full inspiration from the absolute batshit madness that is Incal. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. You give that program Lex a watch and you tell me okay. that Lex was at no stage possibly even meant as an adaptation of this. All right. I'm going to have to go give it a watch for, for our other episodes. You go give it a watch. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of volumes one to three of the Incal and my hubris? Uh, do let us know. There are a bunch of different places you can do that in. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomerbyog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Dot com. It kind of means tiny room in Irish. Sort of maybe a little bit. You can also find us on our very own Instagram, which is Collecting Issues Instagram. You can find us there and get in touch with us. I should really post something on that so people know it's actually Post us. something on that, Ben. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for it and you would like to follow it, it has the same logo as this very podcast. Mm, uh, good logo. Yes, it was very good, Michael. It took me a while. Um, yes. So moving on from there, uh, you can also get in touch with us live and in person, where we might actually deign you with our presence on the old Discord. Get up there in the Discord. Hop up on the Discord <sighs> there. Hop up on it. Up on the Discord thereby. Um, and you can uh, check us out there. Ladies and gentlemen, join us in two weeks' time. We'll be looking at volumes four to six, and I will have to reread volumes one to three just to make sure I don't get yeah, lost you read, on you read one, volume one to three to figure out what's going yeah. on um, that's it from us this week ladies and gentlemen bye bye a bloody coochie coochie Ben <laughs> coochie coochie oh.